0: Welcome back to BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM. Eddie Gross and Aaron Hawksworth here with you. Folks, check out the 2023 NFL BetQL betting preview. It's the must-have tool for the 2023-24 season. Unlock a world of sportsbook offers that will have you playing smarter, not harder. With more than 10,000 in-depth game-by-game simulations at your fingertips, you will be equipped with unparalleled insights to make informed bets. Whether you're a season bettor or just getting started, this guide is your ticket to maximizing success in the world of nfl betting do not miss out grab your copy now when you sign up for a premium subscription and get ready to conquer the odds all right aaron so now we're going to talk about the top receivers in in uh, their respective divisions so which receiver in say the afc north or the nfc east will finish with the most receiving yards and where we can find some value So first off, some general ideas, some general approaches to this market uh, that I was looking at. And maybe they could also apply to, say, the NFL in general or specific games, things like that. But when it comes to which receivers I think will perform well, there are two things that I want to know. Number one, who's naturally talented, who's a good football player. But the second one is who's going to get a lot of opportunities. It's one thing to just be really talented, but it's a second thing where the quarterback is targeting you a good bit. So Josh Hermsmeyer put together the weighted opportunity rating or Whopper, and he uses it more for fantasy purposes than anything else. DFS a good bit, but I do think it is adaptable to at least helping us find some value in the betting markets. And so whopper and air yard share those kinds of things are what i looked at as far as trying to find some value in these markets do you have any sort of general approaches that you're looking at as far as finding some value here
1: yeah i mean a lot of the ones that i landed on that i felt very strongly about were receivers where the quarterback doesn't have a lot of options and you're thinking okay this guy is going to get a lot of volume and then if that A player happens to be the favorite or the second favorite, then I looked somewhere else. Um, So I tend to stay away from the favorite and second favorite and look, you know, a little further down the board for some value and really try to find that sweet spot where I know the quarterback doesn't have all these amazing options to spread the ball around. So that's kind of um, the formula I used in this.
0: No, I like that. Uh, And to me, it's a sound one because let's say you've got three or four phenomenal wide receivers. To have that versatility is enormous in terms of your team winning or your offense being effective. But is that the best thing for this betting market? Uh, That's a completely different question. So definitely, I love that approach. Let's start in the AFC North here. Jamar Chase uh, at minus 200 to lead the division uh, with the most regular season receiving yards. T. Higgins at plus five fifty. Amari Cooper at Cooper at seven to one. Completely agree with you, Aaron, that Jamar Chase at minus two hundred. Though he may very well finish with the most receiving yards, Boo. that's terrible yeah. value. Terrible value here.
1: Terrible. Yeah, that's a terrible. hard pass for me. <laughs> yeah, I'm staying away terrible. from that. So I'm also skipping over T. Higgins. Amari Cooper is intriguing at seven to one with Deshaun Watson. I think that is worth a look. Now, I think Lamar Jackson has a lot of options. Uh, That's kind of what scared me when we're talking about a quarterback who could spread the ball out. You've got Rashad Bateman, Odell, Zay Flowers. Heck, Mark Andrews is really good. He had 847 yards as a tight end. So that to me you could get some really good value. Like, I'm not going to lie. Like, I had stars in my eyes when I saw Odell Beckham, 75 to 1. What if he turns back (laughs) the clock? You're getting some great value. Is that really going to happen? Can he stay healthy? And, oh, by the way, Lamar actually has a lot of options this year, which he hasn't had before. So that kind of led me to really land on Amari Cooper. He had a just a, almost twelve hundred yards last
0: year. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Cooper, I think, makes a lot of sense. Deontay Johnson at fourteen to one uh, makes a good bit of sense to me. In large part because, again, going back to weighted opportunity, how many receivers do you really trust for the Steelers at this point? Because it is something where they may be running the ball a little bit more. So that that's just a natural question with Najee Harris, but. After that, as far as the passing attack, what is that supposed to look like? Is it just tight ends a good bit? Is it a vertical threat with Johnson? I don't know. But what I do know is that if this offense is going to succeed and the Steelers uh, shock us all and win the division or at least get a playoff spot, chances are it will be because Deontay Johnson had a significant impact. And again, if you look Mm -hmm. at uh, opportunity, Cooper and Johnson are just about neck and neck from a season ago. Now you've got an added year for Kenny Pickett. So that will help, you know, help him read defenses a good bit more. Johnson might be the one receiver I trust in the Steelers offense. And again, Mm. they're going to be distributing the football a lot for the Bengals. Chase is terrible value at minus 200. And it is this kind of process by elimination kind of a deal where I go, if I am going to bet on anybody in this division, I think Deontay, Deontay Johnson's the play.
1: That's the other team I looked at as the Steelers and which one of these receivers could be the guy. I really like the Pickett to Pickens connection last year. I mean, I thought that was a lot of fun to watch. I think there's a lot of opportunity there and if they continue to grow and Pickens continues to be Pickett's uh favorite target mm-hmm. at 20 to 1 Pickens is Uh, very intriguing. I know, uh, Fryermuth. I just like to say his name, Pat Fryermuth. Rooting for that guy at seventy-five to one, but I, there's a reason he's (laughs) at seventy-five to one. So I think either Deontay Johnson or Pickens will will they Mm -hmm. share the targets evenly? Will one guy emerge as more of a favorite and have more volume there? It's hard to say. Bet them both. It can. Why not?
0: Just kidding. Maybe so. I mean, <laughs> well, no, I mean, you're allowed. Pick more than one. Yeah, it's Perfectly Friday. Fine. Uh, yeah, sure. Why not? <laughs> so, yeah, we're, we're torn, and, and that's fine. Yeah, I mean, picking certainly a, a more than capable football player. I think Deontay Johnson, you know, there's, there, there's a much longer resume uh, a lot more data yeah. on him where I'm a good bit more comfortable taking him, even though the odds are a little bit shorter. So that's kind of how I arrived at him. Uh, with Pickens, there, there's still some unknown with him. So that that's kind of how mm-hmm. I came up to that. But still, Steelers may be the team to look at in that division as far as finding some value because we continue to overlook them offensively and they may actually be uh, more than okay. Uh, mm-hmm. One other thing as far as maybe a general thought uh, before we proceed Mark Andrews is at 16-1, to and to me, that is an absolute no-no. The only tight end in this whole thing I'm taking seriously is Travis Kelsey. For the entire market, no matter the division, the only tight end I'm taking seriously is Travis Kelsey, which, you know, A, goes to show he's the GOAT. But B, tight ends have so many other responsibilities. Not that wide receivers don't block, but tight ends have so many other <laughs> responsibilities, and you're requiring, yeah. requiring them to be yak guys to the point where you're asking a yak guy to all of a sudden have more receiving yards than some true hot shot vertical threats. And to me, that's just bad process. And if you look historically at uh, receiving yards by tight ends, uh, they, they just pale in comparison to some of the top receivers, even when you're isolating yeah. the two division.
1: Yeah, I think it would be really tough unless you're like a Travis Kelsey or Jason Witten or something like that. But all all mm-hmm. of the Ravens players that are options, I just thought, gosh, you know, Lamar's probably going to be spreading the ball around. I think there's other places to look there. One of the Steelers guys I think is the best if you want to skip over the favorite or even I really like Amari Cooper. Yeah. Shorter odds at 7 to 1.
0: Sure. No, Cooper makes a lot of sense here and and that to me is how this will work is again opportunity maybe offenses where there is some room for optimism but they may not be distributing the football a whole lot. Cooper Deontay Johnson, I, I think that's kind of the, the place to go. Let's move on now to the AFC East. Tyreek Hill, minus 110. The favorite, Stefan Diggs, plus 225. Garrett Wilson at 6-1. to Jalen Waddell at 10-1. to one. Anyone stand out here for you?
1: Hmm, yeah, actually. Um, so there was a couple options that I looked at. And again, I kind of used the same process. Tyreek Hill uh we'll get to him and off the board but um, I am not going to bet on the favorite. Diggs is plus 225, Garrett Wilson 6 to 1. So this division is stacked with talent at the wide receiver position. Um Stefan Diggs, I mean, he's the second favorite, Garrett Wilson, he's going to be with Aaron Rodgers. So he should get some volume there but who knows I mean still some question marks with that Jets team for me and no thanks it's six to one so I ended up landing on Jalen Waddle a guy that I know you're also high on but let's just say Tyreek Hill does miss a little time Ed this could be Waddle's to lose because Waddle had over 1300 yards last season and that was playing with three different quarterbacks so I really trust Mike McDaniel. This Dolphins offense was very efficient. Miami ranked fourth overall in past DVOA. So I think there's nowhere else to look but Jalen Waddell at 10 to 1.
0: We are entirely on the same page here. The only receiver I would consider in this division <laughs> is Jalen Waddle. Tyreek Hill The weighted opportunity was much greater for him a year ago, but it's possible that as defenses adjust for this upcoming season, that it's more about containing Hill and saying, okay, well, if Waddle beats us, certainly you want to contain both of them, but if Waddle beats us, that's less of an issue than if Hill does. That's the only reason why Waddle makes any sense at all. Whereas with these other receivers, there there are off the field concerns with digs, not to mention they might run the ball a little bit more, garrett wilson i mean are we sure absolutely sure that it's aaron Rodgers to garrett wilson and that's going to be the dynamic duo that carries the jets to the super bowl like there are tons of leaps of logic that you have to make to believe that that's going to happen and so at six to one no i don't feel good about that at all gabe davis you know sputtered last year alan lazard i don't know uh, Juju Smith Schuster, no. Ramondre Stevenson, don't make me laugh. Yeah, Jalen Waddle's the only one here who makes any sense at all. And I don't feel that good about it at 10 to 1. So I'm almost like this division's a stay away for me.
1: Yeah, this, I like Waddle 10 to 1. Um, the other thing is, let's just say Aaron Rodgers. I mean, we, we talk about he's getting up there in age. He's going to be, what, 39? 38 or 30, I think 39 in December. Zach Wilson and Tim Boyle, if they have to play, I don't like uh, Garrett Wilson's chances at all.
0: Zach Wilson, Tim Boyle. That's the greatest band we've ever heard. Tim Boyle. Uh, okay, we're skipping around here. So now we're going to do the NFC West and Cooper Cup, massive favorite at minus 220. DK Metcalf plus 380, Tyler Lockett plus 550, Debo 13 to 1. Who do you like here?
1: All right. Last year, this guy had 709 yards in 12 games. That puts him at an average of 59 yards per game. Times that by 17, that puts him over 1,000 yards. The Cardinals, I'm looking at Marquise Brown at 14-1. to The Cardinals are going to be bad. They're going to be playing from behind. I get it. Kyler Murray is going to miss some time. But once he does come back, I think this is a good look. You don't have uh, Hopkins. You've got no other target in terms of competition. I really like this. And I trust Colt McCoy as well. So Marquise Brown, 14-1 to is my favorite play. In the NFC West for the receiving later.
0: This may be the one spot I'd have to double check, but this may be the one spot where I'm disagreeing with you as far as not looking at the top of the board, not looking at Cooper Cup, because the Rams could completely fall apart and they might be in a similar spot as the Cardinals. And so minus 220, no, that's bad. But even though Seattle has three potentially superstar receivers, DK Metcalf is really the whiteout who makes that offense go. Everyone else still plays an impactful role, but DK really is the guy when you look at uh, overall opportunity and overall talent. Plus 380, I think that's okay here. I I know that it's not a massive number, but he's done this long enough to where we can trust his overall skill set. And certainly game by game, there are going to be some opportunities to fade him because the ball will go to Lockett more or JSN some more. But overall, at plus 380, I think Metcalf can do it.
1: All right. You can have your DK Metcalf. I'll, I'll stick with Marquise Brown.
0: <laughs> I'll ha- and I'll raise you a Hollywood. Nicely <laughs> yes. done. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely, we'll get to other divisions later in the show. Meantime, this is BeckqL Daily presented by BetMGM. Coming up next, we go off the board and share Tyreek Hill's big secret for how he prepares for upcoming NFL games. That's right here on the BeQL Network. We'll be right back.